This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 502, Why Grow Thicker Skin is Bad Advice, by Kristen Wong of thewildwong.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Hello, old friend, and welcome back to the podcast that simply narrates blogs for you for free, the best blogs in my opinion. And this podcast covers personal development, minimalism, and productivity mostly, and it's always with permission from the authors. If you've been listening and heard the last episode or two, you should know it's a celebratory week here. I'm having some of the amazing authors that I narrate come on and narrate their posts themselves. Whenever I hear their voice, it's always like, whoa, didn't think they'd sound like that. Not in a bad way, it's just so weird because I've been reading them and narrating them for so long. I have this imaginary sound of their voice. Anyway, not to get sidetracked here, very excited that Kristen Wong decided to join in on the fun this week and narrate her own content. Thank you so much, Kristen. And you can find her at thewildwong.com. And she has some cool freebies if you join her mailing list there. So show her some love and visit her online. She recorded a nice little message at the beginning. So let's get right to that as we optimize your life. This is Kristen Wong from thewildwong.com. Happy 500 episodes to Justin and Optimal Living Daily. And thank you, Justin, for your ongoing support. This is my latest post, Why Grow Thick Skin is Bad Advice. Sensitivity isn't exactly embraced in our culture. It's considered weak, whiny, and vulnerable. It's much better to be impassive, indifferent, and thick-skinned. Here's another idea. Grow thick skin is some of the most useless advice around. It's a somewhat subjective phrase, but let's break down the metaphor for funsies. Thick skin suggests distance between the stimulus and your response. Instead of receiving the criticism or feedback, your skin is so thick that it doesn't even register on your radar at all. It's like tossing a pebble at a turtle. It bounces right off the turtle's back and the turtle has no idea it even happened. Is that what we really want to be? Dumb, oblivious turtles? I don't suggest we all start crying in a fetal position anytime someone says the wrong thing or we feel a little stressed. But the concept of thick skin sort of goes to the other extreme. We're supposed to be completely invulnerable to anything that doesn't go our way. And that doesn't solve anything either. Let me give you a personal example. Recently, I put together a book proposal and sent it to a high-profile agent. It's always been my dream to write and publish a book someday, and I was so excited to get this proposal in the hands of a big agent. She wrote back and, in so many words, told me she didn't think I could write anything beyond a blog post. Ouch. As a writer, I've dealt with a lot of rejection, but that stung hard. You'd have to have pretty thick skin to receive that kind of feedback and say, this is fine. And if you did, you'd probably be lying. I was devastated, but I hearkened back to the advice every writer receives when they first start writing. Grow thick skin. A little thick-skinned jerk face in my head started screaming, Kristen, man up, you're a writer. You should be used to rejection. You can't take it seriously. Move on. The jerk in my head didn't just pull these cliches out of the air. It's advice I've heard over and over throughout the years. If you want to be successful, you're supposed to be impervious to negativity. But then I had a thought. What if she's right? Could it be that this agent, who is a big deal and has enough experience to know what she's talking about, is actually onto something? And if she is, could I maybe improve my writing and still carry out my dream of publishing a book someday? The way I saw it, I had two options. One, let the feedback sink in and take advice from a professional. Or two, I could ignore it in favor of thick skin and keep pushing my proposal. I chose option one and revisited that proposal. And you know, it wasn't so good. 
The clips I'd given her were short, matter-of-fact, and boring. They didn't include examples of some of my lengthier, more researched writing, and my first chapter was super clunky. Most of it was copied and pasted from blog posts I'd written because I was in a hurry to get the proposal finished. Finally, the hardest thing to admit was that even my best writing needed improvement overall. She was right. If I wanted to write a book, this proposal had to look like I could handle writing a book. Facing the truth hurts, but the truth was that it wasn't a good proposal. Had I not allowed the criticism to get to me and sink deep into my bones, I wouldn't have realized how utterly fantastic it was. So armed with the painful truth, I completely rewrote it. I used better writing clips. I started my sample chapter from scratch. I tried to write with a book in mind, not a blog. Finally, it was finished. I pitched it to another agent, and long story short, I signed with her, met with a handful of publishers who wanted to publish it, then accepted an offer from one of them. Yep, I'm officially writing a book. I bet you want to shove it in that other agent's face, a friend of mine said. Um, absolutely not. If anything, I owe that agent big time. If it wasn't for her criticism and my sensitivity to it, I'd probably still be pushing the same bad proposal. Thick skin is what people use to avoid damaging their delusions of grandeur. When you can accept that you may need improvement, the need for thick skin is pointless. I don't necessarily think we need to glorify sensitivity, or maybe we do, I think it's kind of nice, but we should at least recognize its value. The right amount of sensitivity to feedback and criticism is where the magic happens. You acknowledge your emotion, try to understand how, if at all, the feedback reflects on you, then use that to your advantage. Even if you're not an emotional person, being sensitive to the feedback means you allow it to make an impression on you. If you have thick skin, you miss out on some serious opportunities to move ahead. I can think of at least a handful of times I should have had thinner skin as a writer. Like the time my writing was so bad it left someone speechless. Instead of asking what they didn't like, I put on my armor and walked away. Or the time my writer friend Eric told me not to write for free because it devalued my writing overall. I put on my armor, did it anyway, then learned my lesson. Or the time I interviewed to be an editor at a big website, and then they never hired me. Instead of emailing them and asking what I could improve on, I put on my armor and acted like I didn't care. This isn't to say we should be sensitive to all feedback and criticism. Some feedback can be wrong. If you're not sensitive, though, it's a lot harder to tell whether the criticism you're getting is constructive or not. It rolls off your back by default, so you never have a chance to parse it. For my entire career, I've focused on having thick skin and not allowing rejection to permeate me. It's made me tenacious, I guess, but tenacity only takes you so far if you have a proposal. Rejection and criticism are made to be pesky roadblocks on the way to bigger and better things, but it would be a lot more productive if we thought of them as pit stops instead, places to reflect, recalibrate, and improve. You just listened to the post titled Why Grow Thicker Skin is Bad Advice by Kristen Wong of thewildwong.com. So awesome. Thank you for that, Kristen. And for the congratulations at the beginning, that was really nice. I love these special episodes. And I can't put my finger on it, but her voice reminds me of someone, like a celebrity maybe? I don't know. If you have a theory, let me know. Or better yet, you can comment on this original post on her site, thewildwong.com. While you're there, you can join her mailing list for some freebies. And speaking of freebies, I'm giving away a book a day. Someone random on my mailing list will win a book from me every day this week for this celebration. Just visit oldpodcast.com and make sure you're on the mailing list. 
I'll leave it there for today. Thank you for listening to this special week. Thank you again, Kristen, and I'll see you tomorrow with yet another guest narrator and where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.